the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Here is my favorite portion of President Joe Biden's address this morning about COVID. And this pretty much epitomizes his um, performance. Take a listen. See if you can follow what he's saying here. Now, I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I, I'd like to outline the next steps we're taking against over uh, the, uh, the Omicron variant. Thank you. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. I feel so much better now. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Joe Biden is supposed to come out, inspire confidence. Instead, he comes out, he squints, he uh, stutters, and I'm not, I'm not making a comment on, I know he's overcome stuttering, but he just appears so weak, so feeble, so uncertain of himself that I question the wisdom of putting him out there to do this. He continues to call it a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yet in the same address, he will say, yes, people who are vaccinated are testing, but you're 17 times less likely to go to the hospital, blah, 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 blah. The latest vaccine numbers, by the way, show that most of America is very, very skeptical of giving these vaccines to their kids. Just over 17% of children ages 5 to 11 have been fully vaccinated as of two days ago, according to USA Today. Citing the Associated Press. Uh, Vermont has had 48% of its 5 to 11-year-olds vaccinated. Bernie Sanders from Vermont. Mississippi, heart of the Deep South, Bible Belt, 5%. 5% of kids 5 to 11 fully vaccinated. Of course, the uh, public health officials are screaming over this about how irresponsible it is of parents to give, not to give these vaccines to their kids. Uh, I do not share their disdain over that low number. There is no chance, no chance, unless it's at the point of a gun or by keeping me from preventing it, that I would allow my kids to be vaccinated with this vaccine, given all the anecdotal stories out there about what has happened. Given what we now, by the way, This week, yet another thing that we were told about these vaccines that was not true, was misinformation, has instead been upheld by at least one study, and that is that it impacts the menstrual cycle of women. Remember, this was the big controversy led to the firing of Allison Williams 
one of the most talented sideline reporters that they have at ESPN. She was worried about what getting the vaccine would do to her ability to have a second child. Oh, she's a vaccine denier. She's crazy. Well, now there's studies out that say, no, the data shows that it does impact it. So, more and more of the things that we've been told that are not a problem are a problem. And that heightens people's skepticism, and I think that explains why you see numbers like 5% of kids 5 to 11 in Mississippi who have not yet been, only 5% who have been vaccinated. And we also were told all along, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, right? Now we've been told by no less authority than the medical experts on CNN, Leona Wen and Sanjay Gupta, that cloth masks are essentially... Good for a masquerade party, not good for an airborne virus like COVID. What does Rochelle Walensky say? Oh, the CDC chief said yesterday, the best mask is the mask you will wear. (laughs) In other words, any mask is better than no mask. Even if the mask you're wearing doesn't work, at least you have a mask on so Rochelle can relax. Wonderful, because we don't want Rochelle to lose any more sleep than she's already losing. Now, the, de- the uh, Biden speech yesterday, likening Republicans to uh, some of the legendary racists in the history of the United States for their unwillingness to support a federal takeover of elections, which they're calling the Voting Rights Act. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Let's tread on as many sympathies and uh, emotions as we possibly can. If you vote against the federal takeover of elections, you're voting against John Lewis. That's what they want you to think. So who did the Republicans marshal to come out and speak against this? Oh, none other than firebrand Mitt Romney. (laughs) Which, actually, you know, sometimes I do think Mitch McConnell, uh, who can be rather turtleish in his uh, physical appearance, he is at times playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. Because to have Mitt Romney come out and criticize Joe Biden as being Donald Trump-like has turned out to be a stroke of genius. So Romney comes out after Biden says, ah, do you want to be Martin Luther King or do you want to be Bull Connor? Do you want to be Abraham Lincoln or do you want to be Jefferson Davis? You want to be a Republican or you want to be a Democrat? Yeah, I didn't say that, but he could have because that's how you would break that down. So he sent Romney out to the Senate floor to condemn Joe Biden's speech. And Romney paints a picture to the Democrats. Hey, yo, you might want to think about getting rid of the filibuster to enact this Voting Rights Act to try to take over the election What if your policies are so bad that you can't cook the books enough, even if you get the Voting Rights Act passed? What if you still get drubbed in the midterm elections and Republicans end up with the majority in both House and Senate? And let's just take the example a little bit further. What if Donald Trump would then get elected president in 2024? Can you imagine what your life would be like having gotten rid of the filibuster. 
it would come back to haunt you. Now, this doomsday scenario for Democrats should, should resonate with them because this is exactly what happened. And it's ironic, maybe fitting, that today is the day when you see flags flying at half-staff around the United States. They are flying at half-staff today. I don't know why it's today, but it is. In honor of deceased Senate, longtime Senate power broker Harry Reid of Nevada. Now, I was not a Harry Reid fan at all. I think Harry Reid is an evil person. Harry Reid was a liar. Harry Reid told willful lies about Mitt Romney not paying any taxes and shrugged his shoulders when he then admitted the lie. Eh, got Obama elected. I don't care. I mean, Harry Reid was an unrepentant liar. So we were flying flags at half staff to honor Harry Reid. But what did Harry Reid do? Harry Reid got rid of the requirement that federal judicial appointees, including Supreme Court appointees, required a 60-vote majority in order to be affirmed. And Harry Reid did that because at the time it served Harry Reid and the Democrats' purposes. What is the upshot of that now? The upshot of that is that we have three Donald Trump appointees on the Supreme Court. Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett. Had any of the three of them required 60 votes, I know Kavanaugh wouldn't have gotten it. I know Coney Barrett wouldn't have gotten it. I've forgotten what Gorsuch's vote total was, but it's quite likely he might not have gotten it either because we're now at a total partisan divide on Supreme Court nominees, and the Democrats have been salty ever since Mitch McConnell kept Merrick Garland from being appointed to the court. Which, by the way, whatever Mitch McConnell does to land on your bad side, you got to admit, Mitch did all of America a solid by not putting a hack like Merritt Garland on the Supreme Court. Great job, Mitch. So Romney says, hey, you better watch it, because if you go ahead and you do this, even if you're successful, if you can browbeat Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema into going along with suspending the filibuster and getting your voting takeover done, it might really come back to haunt you in 2022 and 2024. And Romney said that Biden's speech has gone down the same tragic road taken by President Trump, casting doubt on the reliability of American elections. This is a sad, sad day, Romney said. I expected more of President Biden, who came into office with the stated goal of bringing the country together. Now, of course, Mitt Romney committed the unpardonable sin equating Joe Biden to Donald Trump because everything Biden has done since he's been in the White House is done to separate himself from Trump. He's had to eat crow on the Remain in Mexico policy. He's had to reinstitute that because it worked so well. But pretty much the rule for a Biden presidency was anything Trump did, we must undo. So for Romney to call Biden... Trump, in any way, shape, or form, is, of course, going to incur the wrath of the Democratic hacks out there. And there's no bigger Democratic hack than Jen Psaki, the the, uh, presidential spokesperson. So she says, I know there's been a lot of claim of the offensive nature of the speech yesterday, which is hilarious on so many levels, given how many people sat silently over the last four years of the former president. Hmm. So she's saying, how dare you call Joe Biden's speech divisive when you sat silently during Trump's presidency and put up with Trump? There's only one problem with that. As it pertains to Mitt Romney, 
is that you cannot plausibly make the case that Mitt Romney sat silently and put up with Donald Trump's anything. Mitt Romney voted not once, twice to impeach Donald Trump. So she's trying to make the case that Romney sat silently. How many times did Romney step into the Gatling guns fire of line of fire of criticism from Donald Trump because he took Trump on like virtually every other month. But facts don't matter to Democrats. Context doesn't matter to Democrats. Only partisanship matters to Democrats. So Jen Psaki was roundly criticized and pointed out how ludicrous her comments were about Mitt Romney. I'm not in the business of defending Mitt Romney very often, but in this particular case, uh, Mitt Romney Mitt Romney won that exchange because Biden did come off divisive and the speech has not been popular. It has not won over or convinced anyone that their efforts to take over the election is necessary or even worthwhile. And that's evident in the fact that his poll numbers are now having <laughs> he's is he a year in yet? He's not I, he's not a year into his presidency yet. And his poll his approval numbers inside of his first calendar year are already four points lower than Trump's disapproval ratings ever reached. Well done, Joe. Well done. I know I can overwhelm you with economic numbers and consumer numbers, and there's some other number metric out today, which we got the big consumer price index number yesterday, 9% inflation December 2021 over 2020, which was the biggest month over month increase in a year period since 1982. There's another metric out today that is the largest calendar year increase, something called the producer price index since they first calculated the thing in 2010. The upshot of this is it's not good for Joe Biden. It's not good for Joe Biden. And here's here's how it shakes out. Quinnipiac poll. Latest poll numbers on Joe Biden. His approval rating among Democrats. Now, these are the -the dyed-in-the-wool loyalists, right? They put him in office. They have high hopes for him. They want to believe he can get this done. He's got the Obama dream team in the White House. They want to believe. They're true believers, but they're losing faith. Biden's approval rating among Democrats fell by double digits in November. See, they polled in December, they released in January, but the numbers are from November. They did have 87% approval of Biden among Democrats. Wow, man, you really have to be an acolyte to still be on board. But now it's down to 75%. So one in four Democrats will say, yeah, Biden's a disaster. The number of Democrats who not just have drop their support of him, but now actively disapprove of Joe Biden, has doubled from 7% to 14%. Only, this is a crusher, only one in four independents approve of Joe Biden's job performance. Only one in four. What must you think if you're a Democratic strategist? The old man is a lead weight around your neck running for office. Tim Ryan, Nan Whaley, and every other Democrat out there. Only 2% of Republicans approve of Joe Biden's job performance. Now, you can read that and go, wow, it's a low number. What is wrong with you, 2%?
How can anyone on the Republican side approve of anything this man is doing? He's an epic disaster everywhere. Here are the numbers broken down by major issues on the economy. 34% approve. 57% disapprove. (laughs) 34%. You must be doing a lot better. Foreign policy. 35% approve. 35% of Americans apparently like being seen as feckless and incompetent on the world stage. COVID response. 39% approve. 55% disapprove. People like... Big test numbers, people like quarantining. By the way, uh, I had a chance yesterday to interact with one of the candidates that we backed here on the show in a local school board election race and will not identify the district. But I know the first meeting was January the 10th, Monday night. And I said, how did the meeting go? And I was apprised of the fact that the board has like a new energy in this particular district because the election results, the will of the parents has clearly been demonstrated with the way that the school board election went. And we had success in many districts, many districts, Hilliard, UA, Dublin, JA, Southwestern. Uh, Where was the other one? Oh, slips my mind. I said UA. So, and I said, well, how does that manifest itself? New energy. The superintendent and the local health department have already established new quarantine numbers, new quarantine procedures, rather. And they were quarantining kids at home 10 days after an exposure to somebody with COVID. Now it's five days. But the teachers were still, either through lack of awareness of the new policy or perhaps allegiance to the old policy, gripped by COVID fear, We're forcing kids to stay home 10 days. And a parent called, called the new board member. The new board member called the superintendent. Superintendent responded right away. They got the situation rectified. That's why we put so much energy into those races. And that's why those races are so consequential and why they will remain consequential and why it remains consequential for you to now that you have affected change in your local boards. And I still rue the fact that we were not successful in Olentangy. But that does not mean you give up. What it means is that in the districts where we had candidates who won, and in the districts where we made inroads but did not win, the mission is still the same. The mission is to attend the meetings now that they are happening and to stay attuned to what is going on in those meetings. To keep... The board members that we didn't support, keep them honest, make them do what they're going to do in the light of day, and to support the candidates we supported who won and now need to have you in the room to affirm them when they are confronted by the loud activists who will push back against the agendas that you put them in there to enact. The battle is not over. You must continue to stay engaged, stay informed. That is how real progress happens. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.